0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, December 13th. U.S. equity futures are rallying this morning. So you have S&P futures up 13 points. That's about 30 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up the same percent. They're up 56 points, which is about 34 basis points. And you have the Dow futures up 78 points. That's about 21 basis points. The major European indices are doing a bit better. They're up about 60 to 85 basis points overall. Basic resources, tech, and autos are all leading. Up about a percent and a half plus um so a mix of cyclical and um and growth sectors there you're seeing um, no major subgroup is, is suffering outright losses but you are seeing underperformance in staples financials healthcare telecom real estate energy and utilities um asia generally ended higher although there were some pockets of red including hong kong um so there's no real kind of major incremental headlines out from the weekend or this morning i think what you're seeing is kind of this quote unquote everything is better than feared driven rally into a period of um you know what is historically a very favorable seasonal um uh section of the calendar so you know on friday the reaction to the cpi was this is no better than no worse rather than feared um i think there is a sense that expectations for the fed on wednesday and the ecb on thursday are appropriately hawkish um you know on 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 and covid the reaction or Investors are looking at all the data through the lens of Better Than Feared. Um, we you've gotten a lot of different um, preliminary studies released from a variety of different countries and health organizations and individual companies. Um, All of them suggest that a two-dose of the current vaccines provides essentially no protection against infection. They do provide some protection or or rather more than some protection against severe illness. Um, Two doses plus a booster does provide considerable protection against infection and severe illness, and then it still seems that the symptoms from this new variant are rather mild. So that's been kind of the, um, that's been the the narrative really since this variant first came on the scene, um, and and subsequent data continues to confirm that. You are seeing a, you know, even before this new variant was uncovered, you've been seeing an increase in cases and hospitalizations um Pretty much globally, but especially in the U.S. and Europe, that is likely to continue, especially since the amount of people that have been boosted um, is is significantly below the amount of people who have two doses of the vaccine. So cases are going to be rising. You're already seeing that occur, um, and this new variant is becoming um, you know is rapidly becoming the dominant variant as far as accounting for the the a, a rising percentage of cases. So you know I think as far as the near term news on on cases and hospitalizations. Um, It's certainly going to be negative. Ideally, you see the gap between those two numbers widen out, so hospitalizations rising at a much slower pace than infections. Um, But that's kind of the 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 narrative around COVID, and again, it's kind of the sense that you know things are better than feared. Um, But that's really kind of it. And so the question then becomes: Are expectations really appropriate for the Fed on Wednesday and the ECB on Thursday? I generally think they are, although I continue to kind of push back around the perception of um, what's happening in monetary policy being this kind of binary discrete event. So if you get past Wednesday and Thursday, then we're kind of in the clear on monetary policy. I think markets really should be thinking about this as a multi-year tightening process. So the ECB, um, rather the Fed is going to be accelerating their tapering pace. They're probably going to be wrapping up quantitative easing at the end of March. Also, at the end of March, the ECB's pandemic era bond buying program turns off. Um, you know, so right now, the ECB is buying about 80 billion euros a month of bonds. That's probably going to get cut by half on uh, April 1st. April 1st is also when the Fed will be out of the market buying bonds. So you have this kind of um, you know, this tightening. It's more of a process than a, than a single event. Um, and I kind of think stocks aren't necessarily considering it in that respect. Um, so for the fed specifically on Wednesday, again, doubling of the tapering pace, it's kind of widely expected. Um, I think a bigger wild card will be kind of this new dot plot. So we're going to get an updated dot plot from the fed specifically the 2022 dot. Most people assume it will be two hikes. Um, you know, it's not crazy to think that there will be three hikes. That's the call from certain economists on the street. I don't think the market is prepared for three hikes um, out of the Fed, as far as that the, that dot on Wednesday, so that's going to be a big wild card. And then the commentary from Powell about the gap between when quantitative easing ends and rate hikes begin—you um, know, they had been he had been suggesting that the gap will be um, you know relatively large, although it's probably narrowing. And to the extent he comes out and says, um, you know, we could start hiking rates um, soon after quantitative easing ends, I think that's also kind of a message markets aren't necessarily prepared for. The ECB is going to be um, a little bit more confused because it's not clear if they're actually going to provide the types of clarity around again this the drop off in the pace of bond buying on April first because they still have a few more months to kind of make up their minds on that. Um, but again, the the consensus is that you're going to go from about 80 billion now to about 40 billion. Um, but it, there's a you know a lot of um, a lot of unknowns around the ECB policy on Wednesday. The other two big events this week to me, Adobe earnings on. Um, uh, Thursday before the open. I think that's going to be crucial because it's a critical, high-profile tech company. Um, you've obviously had a lot of uh, mixed price action with tech where you've seen kind of some of the hyper-growth names get hit hard. The super cap Apples and Facebook schools all the world, Microsofts, have held in a lot better. So Adobe, I think, will be a big sentiment indicator for tech, which will be a huge data point for the overall market. And then you also have FedEx earnings Thursday after the close, um, which also has macro implications beyond just that company. So those four events to me Fed ECB Adobe Fed uh Fed ECB Adobe FedEx earnings um or maybe the four big macro events and that kicks off Wednesday afternoon. Um, otherwise like I said there's really kind of not a lot of major incremental news for today as far as really disrupting the present narrative. You have this kind of everything is better than feared, we're in fa- we're in a period of fa- favorable seasonality and then you kind of have China easing also in the background and that is fueling I think um, you know the the, the present rally um for the calendar today on monday december 13th specifically there's really not much that is scheduled um you know the big events are kind of later in the week so that is everything for today thank you everyone for listening